welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. Ernest E. Perry and Charles A. Harris were neighbors on North Street. Perry had owned a downtown business since 1887, and Harris had become the Brattleboro Savings Bank treasurer in that year as well. They were both avid hunters and fishermen and often traveled to the northern New Hampshire to hunt and fish in the Connecticut Lakes region. Perry was born in Athol, Massachusetts in 1859. His family moved to Brattleboro, where he was two years old. The family had moved, so his father could take a job at the SD Organ Company. Perry's father had worked at the SD Organ for next 40 years. Ernest E. Perry attended public school and graduated from Bridewell High School in 1877. While in high school, he worked part-time for J.J. Ray, a men's clothing store on the west side of Main Street, right next to the West Stone Brook. The Ray family owned the one-story building, and there was a livery stable, harness shop, boot and shoe store inside the building as well. After high school, Perry continued to work for Ray in the men's clothing store and then decided to move to Boston to take a job in the big city. He worked at Jordan Marsh for two years, then moved to a clothing store in Salem, Massachusetts, and then moved back to Brattleboro to take a job at the Starkey William Clothing Store. Perry worked there for five years. Then he decided he knew enough about the retail clothing industry to open his own clothing store. He was 28 years old. To begin his own store, he moved to the space that had once been the J.J. Rowling clothing store. Perry remained there for 15 years in 1895. Ernest Perry married Sarah Clark, one of the, of the well-known Clark Farm, which later became the location of the Living Memorial Park. They lived at 5 Bird Street and then moved to 3 North Street. They had one daughter, Clara. In 1900, an incident which involved Ernest Perry made its way into the local paper. Perry had hitched his horse and carriage in front of the West Brattleboro Baptist Church to attend an evening meeting. The carriage extended into the street and over the electric rail tracks of the trolley. It was after the regular running time of the trolley, so he thought everything would be okay. Unfortunately, a trolley returning from the East Village after shows at the Town Hall Auditorium struck the carriage and threw the horse into a ditch. Minor injuries were sustained by both the horse and the carriage. The newspaper reported this story as a warning that the trolley would run after regular hours when activities were scheduled in the East Village and people should plan accordingly. In 1902, Perry was looking to expand his clothing business and moved across the street and up Main Street Hill to the four-story building just north of the granite block. In 1926, Perry bought the building and made extensive alterations to further expand his store. The building is now known as the Perry Block. It was originally built around 1850 and is one of the oldest structures on Main Street. Ernest E. Perry died in 1931 at the age of 72. He was the dean of the Brattleboro Merchants, having operated a clothing store on Main Street for 43 years. At the time of his death, he had been in continuous business on Brattleboro's Main Street longer than any other person. Perry was buried at Prospect Hill Cemetery. Ernest Perry's good friend and North Street neighbor was Charles A. Harris. Harris was a treasurer of the Brattleboro Savings Bank for 48 years. He was born in Brattleboro in 1862. His father was a builder who constructed railroad stations for the Grand Trunk Railway in northern New England. During his early years, Charles assisted his father in building many structures around town. 
Harris graduated from Brattleboro High School and then went to Eastman Business College in Poughkeepsie, New York. Harris returned to Brattleboro with his business degree and became a bookkeeper in Pratt's Dry Goods Store on Main Street. In 1884, he married Elizabeth Morris, a teacher at the Chase Street School. He took a job as a clerk at the Brattleboro Savings Bank and became treasurer of the bank in 1887. The Harrises had three children. In 1897, Mildred died when she was seven years old from kidney disease. 25-year-old Evelyn was fatally injured in an airplane crash in 1922. Fred Harris graduated from Dartmouth College and was one of the founders of the Brattleboro Outing Club. Fred also began the ski jump on Cedar Street. Like their father, both Fred and Evelyn were great outdoor enthusiasts. Charles Harris belonged to the Brattleboro Wheel Club and served as president of the club for a time. He enjoyed bicycling and also appreciated water sports. He bought property along Spofford Lake and spent summers with his family boating, swimming, and fishing. In 1901, Charles Harris was the first Brattleboro resident to purchase an automobile. In July, a salesman from a Bridgeport, Connecticut car company came to town looking to attract potential buyers. The salesman drove his steam-powered locomobile up Sunset Lake Road to demonstrate the climbing ability of the vehicle, and Harris placed the first order. Within a week, six local businessmen and doctors had also ordered a locomobile. Automobiles were a new technology and a status symbol. The Valley Fair featured an automobile parade so people could decorate and show off their vehicles. Young Evelyn Harris was allowed to steer the decorated locomobile around the half-mile horse track at the fair. Much like Ernest Perry, Charles Harris made the local newspaper as a result of his run with another type of transportation on the town's roads. A few months after Harris had received his locomobile, it was still a novelty. Most people traveled by trolley or horse and carriage. One day at the foot of High Street, a Barrows coal wagon was unloading when Charles Harris pulled out of the passageway next to the Brooks house with his locomobile. The noise from the locomobile was still unfamiliar to most people and animals. The horse attached to the wagon was startled and ran up High Street Hill. The wagon followed the horse up the hill and the coal on the wagon began to spill out the back. At the top of the hill, the horse stopped to catch his breath and was captured by the Barrows employees. However, coal was spilled from the foot of High Street to the top of the hill and had to be raked up and shoveled back into the wagon. In 1905, Charles' son, Fred Harris, returned from Spofford Lake one late summer evening around 10 p.m. He parked the locomobile in the automobile shed and went to bed. Later that evening, around 2 a.m., a fire broke out in the shed and the car was destroyed. It was thought that Fred may not have extinguished the fire under the boiler properly before leaving the vehicle for the evening. Steam-powered vehicles like a locomobile were dangerous because the fuel used to burn coal was easy to ignite. Charles Harris was 76 years old when he died in 1938. In his obituary, it was written that one of the greatest achievements was the deal with which brought about the creation of the Vernon Dam. In 1907, Charles Harris connected with powerful Boston financial interests, were instrumental in obtaining finance in the Connecticut River Power Company project. Charles Harris and Ernest Perry were neighbors who shared the interest in outdoors sports and activities. They had a hand in shaping the future of the town. Perry was a downtown businessman leader for over 40 years, and Harris helped finance much of the town's development over the same time span. When Charles Harris died, he was buried next to his friend Ernest Perry in the Prospect Hill Cemetery. We'd like to thank Maeve, Maddox, Alex, Haley, Cooper, Savannah, Remy, Kaz, Nina, and Allie for reading This Week in Brattleboro History. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.